Welcome to season six of the Making a Marketer podcast with your hosts, Megan Powers with Event Marketing Partners and Powers of Marketing and Jen Cole with Gretemann Group and Xdan. This show is for all levels of experience talking marketing and business with the best guests in the industry. Two guarantees that we maintain you will learn and laugh. Here we go. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 113 of the Making a Marketer podcast. I'm Megan Powers, and this show is made possible by Powers of Marketing, focusing on strategic content creation, including podcast and event production, hosting and emceeing. And apologies up front, we missed an episode. I don't think we've ever gone this long without publishing an episode. And I haven't gone this long in the five years we've been doing it without actually being with Jen on a show. Miss Jen Cole, how are you? I am great. You just said the five years we've been doing this and I'm like, what? I know we've talked about it before, but it still blows my freaking mind. I know. And I haven't talked to you in like two months, which is crazy because I pre-recorded one and then did one live and you couldn't be on. And anyway, so yeah, here we are. And happy fall, your favorite time of year. It is. Oh, it is so (laughs) my favorite time of year. I love the smells. It's like 40 degrees outside. And I I do even love that. Yeah, Um, you have a flannel on. So I uh, have a flannel. I'm happy to wear my flannel (laughs) because it's going back up into the 80s on Friday. And I'm like, well, dang it. (laughs) Enjoy it while you can. I don't even know what to do with my closet right now. (laughs) Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. All right. Well, as I was just giggling, bringing to mind you, I had more than one giggle off with our guest today. And (laughs) our guest today, with her, we will be making a marketer in more ways than one. Welcome (laughs) to the show, Making. (laughs) (laughs) Hello there, ladies. How are you? Oh, so (laughs) wonderful. Oh, my gosh. It's so great to hear your giggle. (laughs) <laughs> it's just a wonderful thing. Awesome. All right. I am going to read May King's bio. May King Sang is the original FOMO creator, helping you to bridge the gap between social media and PR for your product or service launch, webinar, festival, or conference. She does this by creating live social media content on your best performing platforms. She interviews speakers, attendees, sponsors, and conference hosts to generate buzz and excitement for your business. May King is also a live community manager for digital challenges, enriching your challenge to help attendees go from participant to buyer. And if you'd like a one-off interview or interview series based on your area of expertise to showcase your authority in your industry, she can help you do that also. You can catch her on Twitter as May King T, on LinkedIn as May King Sang, or check out her work on FOMO Creator dot social. I know I have been to plenty of conference where she has been on the leaderboard at the top of the leaderboard. She's a Twitter monster. So <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> all right. Fact. Right. Jen, why don't you kick us off? You bet. All right. Uh, making it so wonderful to have you here. You are known in our industry as the queen of FOMO. So why don't we just kick things <laughs> off with what is FOMO for those who have been living under a rock for the last several years? 
<laughs> so FOMO means the fear of missing out. And in business, it's a good thing. So in a personal sense, we may have experienced FOMO. So we're, you know, scrolling on our phones and we're getting a little bit jealous because our uh, friends or um, colleagues have been on a, an amazing holiday or they just bought a new car or what have you. And we get a little bit sad, don't we? But in business, it FOMO is actually a really good thing. We want to create so much buzz and excitement that our lurkers, because let's face it, we've all got lurkers on socials, right? And we want to get those lurkers so excited that they they think, oh my goodness, I'm missing out. I've got to buy the ticket for the next event, or I've got to buy a, a webinar, or I've, I've, I've got to get involved in this. So that's what FOMO is all about. In business, it's actually a really good and positive thing. I was getting a lot of FOMO this year when I didn't attend Social Media Marketing World and I saw everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Although, can I just say, I did manage to also stay on the leaderboard through the whole conference because that's where I was present. I was like, I, I, I don't want to miss my friends too much and I really don't want to miss the knowledge because I don't know if people understand that at Social Media Marketing World, one of the, a great way to gain knowledge if you're not at the conference is to watch the hashtag. You get all of the one-liners and I get all the FOMO. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> you do such a wonderful um, job at what you do making. I just, I love oh, it. Oh, thank, cool. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And you raised a really good point there because, you know, you weren't at the conference and yet you were still able to gain uh, visibility for yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's what really important. So, you know, if you're not at the event, you can actually generate FOMO for your uh, business just by, as you say, looking on the hashtag. And that's something that a lot of conferences uh, do forget about, you know, promoting and using the hashtag and getting that buzz out there. And that's one of the things that you can do as a FOMO creator, um, you know, get that hashtag, encourage people to use it and just get that excitement across on the uh, social so that people are thinking, oh my God, I'm missing out. I'm missing out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's an easy thing. It's a great way to join the conversations and then still be present, but just in a different way. And I think we all really learned how to do that when we all had to be virtual during the pandemic. Uh-huh. That's no exactly right. Anymore. For sure. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Well, and I live in San Diego, so I didn't attend the conference, but I still got to see friends who were in town for it. So I didn't really have the FOMO because that's the most important part for me is the, friends. The, yeah. is the friends situation. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about creating FOMO around a product. It's really a niche service to offer. How did you initially get started in this kind of role of doing this for clients? Well, it was because um, of my own personal experience. So, you know, I'm on the social side of making tea because that was my first business. I used to sell tea. And so rather than just posting pictures of my product, I actually, you know, walked people through it. One of the biggest things about generating FOMO for your business is to showcase your product, but not just, you know, a photograph, but walk people through it. You know, I like to call it create your own Truman show. I don't know if both of you are old enough to remember the Truman show. Oh, you yeah. don't look old oh. enough. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're so <laughs> cute. Old enough. <laughs> Surprise! Um, <laughs> so the Truman Show for any listeners who are uh, not from the, the 90s it was a film by Jim Carrey and Jim Carrey's character did not know he was being filmed all the time and people just got hooked in like a soap opera to his character and so we have the power as product-based businesses to create our own Truman Show now I don't mean film yourself 24-7 but 
definitely show your story, tell your story. You know, how was your product created? Um, how was it delivered? Is there anything unique about it? If you're going to post some products at the post office, then why don't you, you know, walk people through that and show people that, you know, what we're doing is really creating our own uh, TV show, as it were, and uh, and just showing a bit more of ourselves than just the actual product itself. So really going deep in showcasing behind the scenes stuff. That's the things that, you know, people get, you know, right. lurkers get excited. Yeah. And then the lurkers then potentially will think, oh, I need, I need to buy. Yeah. Yeah. Behind the scenes is so powerful. I, I love that. It really um, is. And I think that's why Instagram stories work so well for people, you know, yeah. really get into the nitty gritty of the stuff. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I mean, you're essentially your client's hype girl. Why is FOMO? <laughs> in- <laughs> you know, I, it, it's true. Like you're excited. They're excited. Everyone's excited. That's the whole thing. It's so awesome. So why is FOMO important for brands to think about? Because we want to stand out from the crowd. You know, everybody yeah. is uh, too busy promoting themselves or, you know, listing benefits and this, that and the other. So what can we do to get people excited is to bring someone who, you know, can bring that excitement into it. So, you know, at conferences and events that, you know, there will be people tweeting, but, you know, why not um, interview some of the attendees, speakers and sponsors and again, create your own Truman Show because a lot of conferences conferences, um, they make it about themselves rather than the attendees. And so I've seen it on many occasions where conferences will go around, a video, you know, a videographer will go around and say, oh, can I get a testimonial off you? And, um, you know, the attendee might be scared of video, might be thinking, oh, gosh, um, is that the time I've got to dash? <laughs> yeah. But if you ask them, would you like a bit of publicity for your business? They're bound to say, well, yeah, sure. So you're just reframing it. You'll still get the end result. You'll still get a testimonial, but you're making about the attendee, you know, asking speakers, you know, what were the frequently asked questions? You know, what were the, you know, the the top tips you've got that you've got to share? So giving people a bit of an insight and sharing that onto the socials, again, it demonstrates what people are potentially missing out on. And so therefore you know, um, they will want to get hyped and, and, and buy the next ticket. So that buzz, that excitement is so important on top of your current social media to really demonstrate to people what you're missing out on. And, you know, you can do that through, you know, lots of live content from attendees, speakers and sponsors. Yeah, that real authentic picture, like you said, behind the scenes, is it, it tells everything. It really does. And when you see that kind of stuff, as a person on the other side who's not necessarily there, it's like, how can I make myself a part of this amazing thing? Honestly, it becomes all about community after that, I feel like. Yeah, actually, that's a great transition. Yeah. Yeah, my next question was about fans, right? Like you are essentially... FOMO is helping you create fans of your brand or your service, your, the humans who work for your organization. So can you break it down for us? Like, how does that really work, do you think? Well, we need to build that community, first of all. We need to bring those fans in and really have them, you know, part of the conversation. Because if you've got a social media account and, you you know, you've got X number of followers, but you don't really talk to them and engage with them, you can't expect that FOMO to happen. So there is a lot of work that needs to be done before FOMO can be generated. So building a community, uh, like Jen said, it is about talking to 
people and engaging with people. So, you know, if you've got a conference, you know, asking people, getting their fans in, involved in the decision-making process. You know, if you're exhibiting at a conference, for example, don't just do the same that everyone has done for the last 15 years and take a photo and say, hey, come and join us at Stand 256. Right. That's boring. Yeah. That's boring. <laughs> right? You know, you're not going to stand out from the crowd doing that. You've got to do a lot more. So when the exhibition stand, you know, is at the office and you're, you know, testing it, how many people are attending, you know, are they getting excited? The yeah. merch that you want to show, you know, these are all the kind of things that you can do, but you can ask your fans, you know, what color merch should we have? Or, should, you know, yeah. what kind of merch can we have? You know, are you interested in uh, potentially, you know, uh, winning some merch? So don't wait till the day of the conference to do yeah. that kind of stuff talk about what people can expect, you know, when they come to the event. So this is what I call pre-FOMO, okay? So in connecting with your fans and getting them involved in the process, letting them know that you're about to appear at a conference applies for products as well. You know, uh, if you've got a new product line that's coming up, get people involved, you know, and ask people questions. What do you think of this? What do you think of that? And really engage with them because when you get people who are uh, answering the questions, there will be people who are lurking as well. You know, yeah, and that's... those lurkers are the ones who are not liking your post, not commenting, not sharing. So that's the content. You know, we want to create content for the lurkers and get them excited. If they see that you're excited in showcasing all this stuff pre-FOMO, um, then when it comes to the event, then they'll know that it's already been there. And you can't create too many posts uh, about your up and coming events because there will be people who have still not seen it. You may have, you know, you may have tweeted or Instagram storied, you know, 150 times and people still will not have, have seen it. So that's what I mean by uh, really, you know, engaging with your fans to get them buzzed and excited and be the thought leader for the conference as well. So listen out for other people who are exhibiting. And uh, if they're saying, oh, we're going to be there with, you know, at stand 652, which is the normal <laughs> pose that they put, then you, in standing out from the crowd, you can say, oh, yeah, we're going to be there too. You know, we'll see you there. And, and you know, have a look at their fans and followers to see if there's anybody who, you know, there could be uh, someone that you can strike a conversation with. Yeah, that's a great point. I think too often, or especially around events, you know, so busy with all of the pieces, uh, all of the logistics and all of the things around it, like kind of, and, and oh, we've got to have social, we've got to post it. But having someone actually engaging with the hashtag and with other people's content and responding to people, or, you know, because you know how, how so many people just set and forget. So yeah. All very, those are all great points. Yeah. Love really it. Great point. Yeah. All right. So it's time for a brain break. We have not had a brain break in a minute because on the last episode, I don't believe that we did one. So it is October after all. So I want to talk about what is your favorite thing around Halloween, Jen? I have a lot of favorite things about Halloween. So hi though. I love the neighborhood that we live in because our neighborhood is one of those old fashioned, old school neighborhoods where everyone decorates. The restaurants here decorate. In fact, I just posted a selfie of Tim, my boyfriend and I on Instagram the other day of us with some skeletons that were at the restaurant we rode our bikes to the other night. I love that our neighborhood gets into it, but I also love, which kind of is in additional to, we, we also host a neighborhood Halloween party at our house every year. 
with our neighbors oh, and former neighbors. And it has become such a tradition. It is just, oh, it's so much fun. It, it's to us and our friends and Tim's daughter, who will even come up from Oklahoma. It's just as much of a tradition as Christmas. It's, oh, yeah. it's phenomenal. I love it. So I, it, Halloween is one of my favorite for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, same. I But it occurs to me, like, does the UK really celebrate Halloween making? It started to get much bigger. Um, it's been around for ages. And um, there, yeah, there is a bit of um, uh, history with it. But it's not as, you know, it's not celebrated as hugely as the US. So, I mean, we get people who come um, by, you know, little kid, you know, trick or treat. But the whole idea of the, you know, the the costumes and so on. I mean, I, I actually love lurking <laughs> on Twitter <laughs> to see what the celebrities are being, you know, the American celebrities are, are dressing up as. The, the dressing up um, aspect of it um, is not nearly as big in the UK as the States. Some people make the effort, but uh, some people don't. But yeah, it's celebrated, but not getting bigger. Okay. So the Twitter, Twitter lurking, that's your Halloween Tradition. <laughs> I love that. That's wonderful. <laughs> I, I can get on board with that as well. For sure. So for me, I've always said Thanksgiving's my favorite holiday, but Halloween's a very close second. And I've grown this tradition of of having unique costumes. I I will almost never buy an off the shelf and just be whatever. I like a good pun. Last year, I was a ceiling fan. I was just like dressed as a sports fan with ceiling number one and I had pom-pom and everything. So I remember I was that. A oh, ceiling wow. Fan. I was holy guacamole uh, the year before <laughs> COVID. And so I'm working on that. But also I, I like a new tradition. There are some neighborhoods in, in San Diego County that go all out. Like you will park your car and just walk the neighborhood like you yeah. would drive through to see Christmas decorations, you know, at the holidays. So yeah, so that's like a new, hopefully a new tradition um, that I have with some friends that I'm looking forward to. So, and I'm still working Amazing. on what pun to be this year, but it's great too, because <laughs> it's a total conversation starter. Cause people are like, what are you? And I'm like, you tell me, you have to figure it out. <laughs> I'm not just going to tell you what I am. Uh, and I, I, I came in second place last year at a party. So um, for creativity, <laughs> that's excellent. So I love it. All right, Jen, let's rock the second half. All right, let's go after halftime. So it seems that FOMO is clearly something that needs to be planned out in advance based on our conversation earlier. What does that process typically look like when you break it down? Like, um, are there strategy meetings or, you know, are you pulling in like influencers? What does the process kind of look like? So I see it as three stages. You've got pre-FOMO, live FOMO and mm -hmm. post-FOMO. So um, pre-FOMO, we talked you know, at length about, you know, the kind of things that we can show in the lead up to uh, the conference. And yeah, there will be, um, you know, strategy meetings uh, on that, you know, to have a look regularly uh, to see, you know, who's talking about the event, because there will be some people who are talking about the, the conference beforehand and, you know, and making sure that we sort of get into conversations with that, as well as, you know, doing the uh, behind the scenes stuff, as I mentioned. On the day itself, live FOMO then, um, we need to have a dedicated person to create uh, FOMO, not just because um, I'm uh, vying for a job. 
<laughs> but because when you have um, an exhibition space, you've got a job to do, haven't you? You know, you've got people to walk past that you want to engage and have conversations with. So having someone that is outside of that to capture those moments where you're having discussions or, you know, um, doing interviews um, and walking around the exhibition space just to showcase other things that are going on if there are um if there are talks, then we need to, you know, make sure that they are, um, you know, posted onto socials as well, onto Instagram stories or Twitter. So that's why you need a dedicated person to uh, to do all that, because the people who are at the exhibition stand won't have time to dedicate that fully. So there will be, you know, quite a lot of discussion with that. And then, of course, post FOMO is where you basically let people know in case you missed it and just let people know what was discussed, um, the kind of people that you met, the friendships that, you know, you created and, and that kind of stuff. And, you know, that's also something that people don't do. At the moment, a lot of conferences, they do, you know, as I say, they've been doing this for many years. They'll do one photo before just getting ready for Conference X. And then on the day itself, maybe just getting started, you know, really excited. And then, you know, at the end of the day, they may take a photo if they're not knackered. <laughs> so that's three photos, you know, three photographs. It, it's not enough. You know, we we want people to really get a feel for what did you do there? Who did you meet? Yeah. Um, you know, what were the outcomes? You know, so that's why it's important to really uh, go all in in, you know, generating that uh, that content. So you just gave me an idea. I think I'm going to do a time lapse video of the booth build because it's a huge booth with like cool. demo st stations and stuff that would Absolutely. be posting that and be like, come see how it turned out, you know, like, like maybe cut the video just short kind of a thing. So yeah, I, I, it's Definitely. funny because I'm going to be on site, but I'm not there as social, but I have a feeling I'm going to end up being um, their social media person on site, <laughs> which is just fine. Funny um, how that works out. <laughs> right. I mean, well, that's just my thing. Yep. What I've also experienced is that we've got the social media manager who's um, in the office and uh, and they've often said to, you know, they're not going to the exhibition, but they'll say, you know, you know, they'll say to the exhibitors, you know, don't forget to send some photographs so that, you know, we can post them. Yep. And again, because that's not their main priority, their main priority is to talk to people right. and, you yeah. know, start building relationships. They'll forget or they'll just take one or two photographs. So that's not enough. So, um, you know, yeah. so it is important too, like you say, Megan, you know, doing a time lapse is brilliant. That will definitely uh, help you stand out from the crowd. It's visual, of course. Um, it will stand, uh, you know, um, as people are scrolling through, perhaps if they're searching the hashtag, then they'll definitely see that, which is great, you know, and introducing the people who are at the exhibition as well you know the exhibition stand oh, yeah. you know and you know and what kind of conversations that you can have with them you know a lot of content basically yeah for sure so on that what's the most exciting project that that you've worked on and what made it so cool wow that's like asking what your favorite child is who your yeah. favorite child is <laughs> exactly <laughs> I'm not, I'm not so okay they, oh. okay so maybe not the best what's what's a really cool project you worked on recently like let's just say that 
So one that I uh, I worked on was basically they knew exactly what we wanted to achieve. So they basically gave me the creative freedom to uh, do what I wanted to do. So it was a case of walking around, um, you know, the attendees and just seeing what their what their top tips were and uh, and asking uh, speakers, you know, what they were about to talk about the day before. So this was um, pre FOMO the day before and uh, on the day itself, you know, asking uh, some of the speakers after that and uh, there was just so much because the branding was so well done it just made it easy for me to um you know create lots of content surrounding that the food was great so that's also <laughs> that's also really uh, welcome as well so Everything, you know, everything to do with uh, this particular uh, project was just really well thought out, which made it really, really easy for me to do the interviews, to tweets, to, you know, to engage with people uh, in uh, with the hashtag as well. So it was amazing. Yeah. Awesome. That sounds like a lot of fun. It <laughs> <laughs> really sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it, it's cool, too, though, because, you know, you have to have a certain amount of energy for something like that. And making you got that energy. Like I've known that since the <laughs> night that I met you. And I think how long is that video that Lowell took of us giggling? I think it's like seven minutes of just making an idea. <laughs> That's the video <laughs> in this long echoey room in a hotel <laughs> for just for seven minutes laughing back and forth at each other. It was bananas. But so yeah, if there's anyone that I know that can make something exciting and have the longevity with that kind of energy, it is making saying <laughs> without a doubt. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, and that, that is a piece of content that I need to get my hands on again. I might be contacting Wall for that because she, <laughs> um, but anyway, so do you use avenues other than social media for creating this sense of urgency for fans? I haven't as yet, um, but I'm sure there's uh, opportunities to, um, I mean, with the pre-FOMO segment, I, I do do interviews with, you know, speakers and sponsors uh, and influencers as well, um, attendees who are going to a, a conference. So potentially they could be used to be incorporated as part of an email campaign, can't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, across the socials, it's not just across the socials as well, but it's, you know, advertising, you know, you could definitely use it uh, for that also. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's, it's like my brain is very social media oriented. Obviously, we all know that. But um, to step away from that and try to brainstorm other ways to create that sense of urgency. It's one of those things where nowadays, if you're not on social, you know, it just doesn't exist for you, I feel like. So, yeah, one way to get out of the box, I guess. <laughs> All right. So Jen mentioned influencer marketing a little bit earlier. So does how does FOMO creation coincide with influencer marketing or, or how do influencers fit into your strategy, if at all? Yeah, it definitely can. You know, influencers are influencers. So, you know, making a point of letting people know that this influencer is, you know, coming to uh, to the event um, really can, you know, turn people's heads and, uh, you know, giving them a voice to actually to explain why they're there, what, you know, and uh, how people can meet them, you know, I think that'll be really uh, important as well. I mean, we're, we're talking about different types of um, influencers as well, you know, all across the range, you know, you, you now know your micro as well. So, but I think what's really important is that if you're trying to sell uh, tickets to your conference, then 
We want the lurkers to know that there are people who are similar to them who are going to the conference. So by interviewing an influencer who has a small business, if it's a small business conference, and talking to them about what they're um, they're expecting, who they're excited to, to see at the conference, what they're going to be doing at the conference, then those lurkers might be thinking, oh, this sounds like, you know, this is a really good uh, conference. I'll, I'll need to go to that one. So um, that's how you, you know, you engage them pre FOMO. And then, of course, live FOMO again, if we get the opportunity to encourage them um, to, you know, use the hashtag and, uh, and post across the socials, you know, get an interview with them if, if that's possible as well. Yeah. Well, and on that, if you have good speakers, your speakers could be part of that as well, right? They could be influence, influential just based on the fact that they're speaking there and you could, and that could do the the pre and during, you know, you could do a behind the scenes before they go on stage, you know, like quick live or or something like that. If your event's not being broadcast, especially, then that would be like, oh, I should be there. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. Okay. So we like to ask every guest a standing or standing question is, what is a good business book that you would recommend to our listeners? I always go for an oldie and goodie, which is um, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yeah. Um, I love it. By Dale Carnegie. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That, surprisingly, that hasn't been mentioned. We do get some repeats yeah. occasionally. Um, that hasn't been mentioned. So that is a great one. When was the first time you read that book? And is it's like the go-to, right? You go back to it? I do go back. Yeah, I do go back. And I was actually sharing the, uh, this story um, on a, uh, another uh, podcast, actually. Um, how I got the book was quite funny because... Because um, this chap at the front of um, the event said, who would like this book? And he just held it. And I just darted across really cheekily and grabbed it. <laughs> and um, yeah, and, and others were thinking, oh, I wish I'd have done that. Uh, so that's how I got uh, that's how I got my book. <laughs> That is amazing. What a story. I've never heard anything like that. I love that so much. If you had pulled it out of Dale Carnegie's hand, that would be even better. (laughs) Well, that would be a bit bit creepy and a bit wrong because he he died in the 30s. (laughs) Impossible, I know. But... Just just thinking generally author wise, yeah. they'd be like, yeah, yeah, no. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, this has been awesome. And I think it's it's funny because FOMO is like something that gets tossed around. And but I feel like I don't hear much about it anymore like you used to. And occasionally I hear someone talk about JOMO, you know, the joy of missing out oh, yeah. because we should not say yes to everything, you know, so there can be joy in missing things. But I think FOMO is a really great way to to drive attendance for events, to increase visibility in your brand. And today you truly helped us in making a marketer. Thank you for being with us. <laughs> Thank you so much, Megan. Thanks, Jen. Thank you, making. It's been wonderful. Thanks, Jen. You know, let's not go two months without chatting. Yes, please. Let's not. I don't think that I would make it through another one. We get back on track. All right. So if you would like to be a guest on our show, send us a DM on our Twitter, which is at make a marketer. And um, we'll see if we get you on. We get solicitations a lot. And then we're selective. But, you know, we want to have a wide variety of topics and we want to have a wide variety and um, diversity in the type of people that we have on. So, um, and also if you enjoy the show, please take a moment to rate and review us on your platform of choice. 
All right, friends, this has been episode 113 of Making a Marketer, and we will catch you next time.